everyone, welcome back to the Sustainable Sleepover Club podcast. Remember, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Today, I am so excited to kick off our back to school episode and introduce Maha Shahazadi. Maha is a 16-year-old teenage girl from Limerick who originally came from Pakistan and has been living in Ireland for the past seven years. She describes herself as a student life content creator and likes to share her notes, study motivation, tips and tricks, and her journey as a student. On top of that, she has a passion for student voice, slow fashion, and religious freedom. Maha has been an active member of the Green Schools Committee in her school since first year, previously taking part in competitions like Young Reporter of the Environment, Young Environmentalist Awards, and Junk Tour. She's currently serving her term as a Limerick Regional Officer in the Irish Second Level Students Union. Hi Maha, how are you today? Hi Amy, great to see you. Oh, you too. Um, we're delighted to have you on. Um, I suppose we'll head straight into it. We can't wait to hear all your answers. Um, so I suppose before we get going, um, I'd love to know one thing you love about kind of the culture and living in Pakistan and one thing in Ireland or like any differences you see. You know, I love this question because oftentimes I'm asked about this, but it's very specific as to Ireland or Pakistan. It's I always feel like I have to pick one thing, one country over the other, which I hate. So I do have things that I like both from Pakistan and Ireland. So first talk about Pakistan, hands down the food and the fashion of Pakistan. Nothing can beat the good Nihari. You guys don't even know what it is, but... It's so good. And if you ever get the chance, please eat it. Um, And for Ireland, the crack. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not I'm not even joking, because one of the biggest thing that I've noticed when I moved to Ireland was how much you guys like to have fun, the humor in Irish culture. And I love that because that's very rare to find, unfortunately, in my culture, as in especially like interactions between young people and adults, it's very formal. Whereas in Ireland, that's not really the case. It's very laid back, having jokes, bit of laugh. And I love, love that about Ireland. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Um, Especially I suppose like crack is literally an Irish word and it's kind of got its own meaning just for us. Um, Well, both are really, really interesting, like observations to hear from you. And then in terms of kind of, I suppose, what you're doing, it's really refreshing to see like a study account that actually relates to the Irish education system. You know, like there's lots you see for like A-levels and like the American school system. So how did you start your Instagram account? So how I started my Instagram account is quite like funny because I actually didn't think it would become what it is today. Um, So it started back in 2020, the wonderful year we all remember. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was in third year back then and I was really struggling um, to find motivation um, to study. And, um, you know, I'm I'm going to say this, but I'm like that annoying nerd in class, you know, who just talks about studying all the time. <laughs> and obviously, most people do not like that kind of person. So um, I felt very restricted on on as to who I could talk to um, when I was finding it hard to study. Um, so 
then I actually got my first phone as well and I joined Instagram and I always been inspired by study tubers on YouTube, you know, making videos about um, how they study and all that. And I learned a lot from there because when I moved to Ireland, I didn't have anyone to help me with my studies. I had to find my way on my own because I didn't really know anyone, how the education system worked. And I've never actually like learned the proper way of studying. Nobody actually tells you how to study. Um, so I find I've found YouTube really helpful in that. So when I um, installed um, uh, Instagram, I looked at all these YouTubers that I used to follow and I came across this thing called Studygram. Um, and I saw it was actually a big community on Instagram where it was just a bunch of students sharing notes and study tips and all that kind of thing. So I got interested and I was like, is there any for, you know, Irish education system? Hopefully I might find someone that might help me. And I did find a lot of leaving search accounts, but unfortunately there weren't many um, junior search. I did find one or two, but they didn't seem to be active. Um, so I followed them for a quite some time. And then I always had like aesthetic notes. So I decided that, you know what, since there is no junior cycle account, I'm going to start one. And maybe this way I might attract people who are nerdy like me and then we can have a community. And yeah, from there on, everything is history. Lovely. Um, and I suppose kind of you were talking there about how no one really taught you kind of how to study. And like, it's true that we're taught so much stuff, but we're not told like how to actually retain the information, which is exactly what they seem to want us to do in the education system. So I suppose, what do you think you're trying to, trying to achieve or help others achieve um, and kind of any advice around that that you would give to people? Yeah, so um, I guess the main goal here was to, you know, share notes and tips and tricks on how to study. Like one of my main goals with my account is probably to help people find their ground because I found it really hard to find a place, way to study for myself. You know, I, as I said, I used YouTube as my guide, you know. So um, through that experience, I've learned a lot about different methods and what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And I always say this on my Instagram account, like I'm no expert. This is just what works for me, you know. Um, so my main goal with the account is to really kind of spread the knowledge that I've learned for someone out there who might be in the same position as me, might not have anyone helping them study, like help them to learn about study, how to study, or someone who's new to Irish system doesn't know how it works. Um, so yeah, that's where that's my main goal but I guess I am growing and as I'm growing something else that I've taken on is breaking down the idea of study ground like the expectations of a study ground so like especially as you mentioned it's back to school season and you'll see a lot of study grammars now purchasing these large aesthetic stationery for their study ground and personally I don't think that's something right to spend a lot of money on, you know? Like stationery doesn't have to be aesthetic for you to have good grades, you know? So 
that's something else that I'm also looking at with my account to try and break down those expectations and make my study gram much more relatable and show the human side of a student rather than this productivity hype that most study grams have. Yeah, and like even the fact that like you have like um like snacks and things like that and like you show your breaks and like the other things you're doing. Um to I suppose it's just the balance rather than a student life being about like crazy studying. Um and also kind of we know there are issues with the education system and you'll know this from the students union and we've talked about it on the podcast. So it's nice that you're kind of like helping people navigate it if since there are issues with it. Um, so I suppose for a fun question, what is your favorite subject? Oh, um, I get this question a lot and I am a big science person. Yes, I am one of those STEM advocates <laughs> that you would see, uh, more specifically biology and technology. There are two subjects that I can study for the rest of my life if I have to. I love them both. Oh, that's amazing. And you probably will. You probably do something amazing in them. Um, now, it, you've got such a like broad like range of interests and things you can talk about. So can you tell us a bit about where your passion for religious freedom comes from? Oh, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a long story. Um, I've never, I was never like, my interest in act activism is only very recent. I never actually thought that would be something I would go into. Um, so I guess it's mainly started from um, me when I was moving into secondary school. Um, back then, I didn't wear a hijab. And moving into secondary school, I decided I was going to wear start wearing the hijab because I was at a stage where I was learning a lot about my religion, where I came from, you know, just kind of discovering your own self. And I said, okay, um, I like the idea of and the meaning behind wearing the hijab. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start wearing the hijab from secondary school. Um, so at the time when I was choosing my secondary school, there is a school very close to my house, which is very well known in my county, but they did not allow girls to wear hijab to school. Um, like it's not part of the uniform, you're not allowed to wear it. Um, and, you know, my parents are so chill about hijab. Like they were like, it's fine if you want to go to that school, we don't mind. Um, you can take off your hijab. Like we never told you to put it on in the first place. You know, it's your choice. Um, and I was like, you know, why would I go to a place where they can't teach the students to accept other religions? You know, like I know it was new to me then, but, you know, wearing the hijab is part of my identity and I don't want to go somewhere where I'm not accepted with my hijab on, you know, uh, whether I wear it or not, that's my choice, but they should be the ones telling me, should I be allowed to wear it or not? Um, then I decided to go to another school that is nearby because I have a problem with tra transportation because Limerick, first of all, is not that great with buses. And second of all, my mom can't drive and my dad is usually working. So I had to pick a school that was nearby that I could walk to. Um, so I went to the school I'm currently in, but they allowed hijabs, but it was very specific. You had to tuck it in to the white white shirt and the tie, which was really hard. 
as in you can imagine it would be so like suffocating in there but as i said i never was into like activism or speaking up then so i just did as i was told you know and that made me become very insecure of the fact that i wore hijab and you know as as i grew i realized that this is wrong and we have to do something about it so i started speaking more about it in school i started i tried to get on the student council i failed like twice but eventually i made it there and the issue is still not solved there but we have definitely been successful in getting some sort of an ease um but yeah i've been a huge advocate for religious freedom because i think you shouldn't be told how you should be practicing your religion you know like i appreciate that i'm allowed to wear the hijab in my school but they can really do better absolutely and you know we've talked a lot on the podcast about how much influence the catholic church has on schools in ireland and like that's bound to impact the education you're getting and as you said like what you're teaching the students as well about acceptance and things and so that's great to hear from like your perspective you know we really um, value that Um, and I suppose if you had to give us one message about the right to religious freedom what would you like to share with our listeners? Um, something that I um, I don't know whose whose quote is it but I love to share it for people if you haven't heard it already it's called it goes, I mean, um, just because you're right, I don't have to be wrong. Um, and I feel that really puts things into perspective because we're so used to differentiating between this is right and this is wrong. But that's when we're looking at things from our perspective. Um, so I think just because one's religious beliefs does not align with yours, learn to accept that okay yes you're right but that doesn't mean the other person is wrong yeah I think that's absolutely brilliantly put and and really eloquent but absolutely and there's also there's room for nuance and understanding even if you disagree with someone um so yeah and that's one of the big thing about a podcast as well is just listening to different perspectives um even if you don't agree with every word that they're saying um, and on again another note um your Junkator outfit was amazing well done on that by the way Thank you. Um, uh, would you say your kind of interest in slow fashion has come out of the competition or did you take part in the competition because of your interest for slow fashion so um again it's a long story i need to stop rambling no <laughs> um, this is great um but um i junkature definitely was the starting point of my interest in slow fashion um i remember being in first year looking at so junkature basically for context in our school is done by the ty students and it's like a big thing in our school so i remember coming into first year and looking at at these outfits made out of junk I was like oh my god this is so cool like look what you can do with plastic or bottles or like just junk in general but I've never ever ever considered myself like artistic or creative in any other way like I have always seen myself as a very logical um analytic you know all that Nazi sciencey person never a creative um so I was like well that's definitely not something for me. Um, then in second year, 
as you mentioned, I've been part of um, Green Schools Committee and we did a project on fast fashion. So basically we kind of learned about what fast fashion was and everything. And I was shocked uh, to say the least um, because, you know, fashion industry is so glamorized and it's all about glitz and glam, but you don't see the ugly side of it, you know? And when I learned about all that, I was just like, what? <laughs> because you wouldn't think of it being the second biggest polluter in the world. Like, it's crazy. And it makes sense then how we're able to buy so quickly um, and so, like some items in such cheap um, quality because it's cheap, it's made fast, it's just not good altogether. So I made actually a video uh, about fast fashion because I was furious and I needed to get the word out. Um, and it ended up winning like the competition, um, YRE, I entered it there and it ended up winning. And I got a lot of attention from that. So yeah, from there on, I was like, slow fashion, I became like an advocate, like, right now, like, I've been established a rule for myself, if I don't love something, I'm not going to buy it, you know. And because of that, my wardrobe has shrunk a lot, you know, because um, if I'm, I don't see myself wearing it again and again, I'm not going to buy it. That's one of my way of reducing my carbon put footprint. So I didn't, as I said, I never thought I was artistic or anything like that, but I ended up doing TY. And when I did TY, uh, something that I wanted to do was make sure that I took part in every single thing that came my way and Junk Couture was an opportunity. So I designed an outfit, being so sure it was gonna get rejected, but it ended up being accepted by the teacher. So we started working on it. And yeah, from there it went through regionals, then it went through the nationals, and now it's into the world finals. So I can't even believe where it has gone. But I love Junkachor mainly because it has given me so many opportunities where I can talk about what I'm really passionate about. Like I've had the opportunity to go on a be part of a documentary where I talk about student activism. I've gone on the Late Late Show, like what? <laughs> and now I'm going to like an international stage where I can show international audience like this is what we need to do. We need to stop waste and create it into some kind of beautiful art. That's amazing. Um, and absolutely, I think that kind of message about like, if you don't love it, don't buy it. Because if you love it, you'll wear it over and over again. You won't want to go back to shop, you know, like next week because you, you're already kind of fed up with the other one. Um, so I think that's like such a simple, but it's a great message and it really would cut down how much fast fashion everyone is buying. Um, so as well, I suppose, as like advice for TY students, advice for anyone studying. You also have advice for anyone looking to kind of get involved in the ISSU. So you recently posted on Instagram ways to get involved in the union. So could you share your advice on using your voice as a student um, with the podcast, please? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that is such a topic that isn't talked about enough because you're kind of just expected to know and this is your voice and that's how you use it. Um, I guess when it comes to student voice, I like to put it under like two subcategories. One is using your voice and then the other is being the voice. 
So using the voice could be something very personal. Um, um, you know, it doesn't depend on one way to do it. Like when we think of voice, we think about talking, campaigning. Yes, they're all one way of using your voice. But like, for example, Amy, I'm going to take you as an example. I know you love writing. Uh, it shines through your Instagram account. Um, and that's your way of using your voice, your platform. Um, I know you guys recently interviewed B and who I happen to follow on Instagram. And her way of using her voice is through illustrations. So using your voice can really depend on the person. What do you, what are you comfortable with? It could be um, through writing as yourself, through illustration, or like me who loves to talk, just go out there and campaign. Um, so being your using your voice, you can use it that way. You can put it on social media. Um, like the important part of using your voice is being educated on the matter that you're talking about. That is like the core of everything. Understand how, if it's school system, understand how your school works, what policies are there for student voice, and then advocate for whatever that is that you're advocating for. Um, then there's another part of being the voice and for being the voice you have to be a representative basically um that could be being part of the student council being part of a union um the the reason why i like to differentiate about using the voice i mean between you using the voice and being the voice is because when you're being a voice it's not so much about your personal opinion it's about the people you're representing so to be the voice you need to be have good relationships with your peers um be vocal be confident having a good plan is really important like why are you running for this position in the first place you know asking yourself questions are there what problems affect my peers and like i have a whole list of questions in that post i can't remember it on top of my head um but like having really good reasons for why you're running and then talking to your peer, peers, campaigning for it, and like really put yourself out there. And most importantly, being your authentic self, because people can tell when you're trying to be someone else, you know? Um, so it's really important to be confident, have a clear plan, and really be your authentic self. And last, and it's going to sound very cheesy, but don't give up. Um, Student voice can be really hard. You know, it's hard being heard as a young person. You know, people can just say, oh, you're just a young person, love, yada, yada, yada. Um, so like, you're not gonna be heard in the first go. It's very rare that you'll be heard in the first go. For me, I wasn't on the student council until like third year and I tried first year, I tried the second year, I didn't get it, but I kept going because that was something I was passionate about. And once I got on the student council, I made my way into ISSU. So, you know, it might not work the first time, you're, but you're going to come back stronger. You're going to learn from that experience. And part of life is losing. So, you know, you need to understand that losing is part of success, not opposite to it. And I know it sounds very cringy. And, you know, you've heard it a billion times, but it is legitimate. Um, you really need to keep going. If you want it bad enough, you got to keep going after it. Oh, I think that's amazing advice. No, it's amazing. And um, I really like as well what you're saying about like there's lots of different ways to use your voice. Like, um, you know, even if 
again, if people don't want to get involved in a union or they just, as you said, have different skills and they want to use it differently, um, that's really important as well. So thank you. But like the advice you gave can apply to whatever people are good at, which I think is really important for people to hear. Um, and I suppose finally, like on a personal level, I'm heading to fifth year. And for everyone listening, what is your advice to the students as we head back to school? Um, I guess it really kind of depends on what year you're going back into but let's narrow it down to fifth year because I'm heading into fifth year as well okay. um, but yeah one one of the things that I love doing before back to school is like reflecting on past year especially in terms of academics I'm a very academic person so if you couldn't already tell <laughs> the amount of time we've talked about study here um uh, but yeah, reflect on your past year and how you've performed in your studies. Um, if you've just finished a junior cert, reflecting on the, the junior cert, what methods work? Where did you lack um, consistency? Were you finding it hard to stay on top of your work? And then listing out work worked and work didn't work. And then like really planning out how are you going to stay organized in the coming year? Because I feel like, especially, for example, fifth year is going to be a core year for leaving cert. If you do it right, then sixth year is going to become much more or less stressful. So strategize how you're going to study. How are you going to organize your notes? How are you going to make sure that you stay on top of your study? How are you going to make sure um, you're tracking your progress? How are you? What are your goals for the year? Set out some goals. I love goals. I talk about them all the time on my stories. People are probably sick of me hearing them. Um, but yeah, write down your goals for the coming year because they keep you motivated all throughout the year. And go back to the basics. That's so important. Um, if there is a particular subject that you're struggling with, like not, I'm not telling you to go study in your summer, but just a few weeks before going back to school, it's good to bring yourself back into that study mode. And you can do that by kind of looking at subjects that you struggle with and then kind of practicing the basics. For example, like for maths, if algebra is not your thing, maybe just going back, looking at it, looking at how you did it in school and kind of re-familiarize yourself with all the materials. So it makes that transition going back to school much easier. And last but certainly not least, fix your sleeping schedule, please, as early as possible, <laughs> or you're going to have headache the first day you go back. Be a real shocker when like the alarm goes off at half seven the first morning. <laughs> um, and I suppose just to really make sure this is a back to school episode um I know you love a motivational quote so can you share your favorite quote with us please uh, I've I had to like think for hours for this question <laughs> like what quote because I as you said I love motivation quotes I have like them plastered right in front of me um like everywhere on my books on post-its my phone screen wallpaper everywhere I love motivation <laughs> um, but I guess the one that I want the listeners to hear is a beginner is something, something was once an expert in something was once a beginner. I said it opposite. <laughs> but yeah, an expert in something was once a beginner. I feel like sometimes I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but I would look at people who are doing really well in life or really well in something of their passion. And 
it's hard to envision them as a beginner, but everyone was once a beginner. So if whenever you're looking at someone who is maybe really good at studying, they always get the A's. Just remember there was once a time when they did not get good grades. They just worked really hard, stayed consistent and got there. So if you're on the beginner stage, keep going. You're going to become an expert soon. Oh. <laughs> That's a brilliant final message. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great. Thank episode. you so much for having me. I'm just like <laughs> blushing right now. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. You too. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome back to the sleepover section. Um so again we have so much to talk about from that interview. It was amazing. Um but first our fun question, which we also gave um ready to my hat is what is your favorite subject so <laughs> are you suggested it so you're going first <laughs> well, i thought we were going to do gabby's one carol oh well fine i like this <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no i love this because carol's picking my question when okay i'm going to just throw this out there my Can question we do both? What kind of character are you? But like, Carl's speaking my question. He hasn't even read the books. Well, do you know what? About him. I know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. Okay, so first we'll do my okay. question, right? And then we'll do your question. But since I've never read those books, we'll say what diversion faction am I? And I, <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. You're <laughs> I'm candy. I'm not smart enough to be You're Is that why you wanted Gabby's question? Love lines. No, I, I just thought that was spot, to be honest. I don't. I just, Gabby had hers first. I don't, not smart enough to be erudite. You were erudite, yeah. I'm not smart well, you're not enough to be erudite. No, I'm obviously divergent and divergent. You're obviously divergent. I feel like I've taken like a bullet train back to 2012, guys. I really do. I'm <laughs> divergent. That's it. Anyways, I like economics a lot. No, no, Carl's Carl's amity, honestly. I could see him like amity. Are you joking? No, I'm like I'm like friendly, but like I'm I wouldn't be like a fireman. Like I'm not a country bumpkin, you know? I'm not a country bumpkin. You belong in that glass building in the white coats. Like you just don't should be white's not my colour. I'm not saying that Carl is amity naturally, but once the bread got to him, I think he'd fit right in. The bread, oh yeah. Maybe I'm like abnegation because I'm like totally selfless. I'm like never looking at <laughs> 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 I'm really confused. What question are we doing? <laughs> um, okay, both of them. Gabby, go. What okay, is your subject? Um, what is your favorite okay. subject? And then Twilight character. Leaving your trauma just smacking me in the face. Um, what was my favorite subject? I don't know because that's really bad. I feel like, like Maha said that she's kind of like the nerd and to be honest I was a bit the nerd um I liked a lot of different subjects for different reasons um because I hark on about Irish all the time on this podcast it probably was Irish I like Irish even though I don't like spelling but I liked talking um which I think we all know um but yeah I liked languages and I liked French which I also did I suppose I liked science too I'm just gonna list all the languages I don't know there that's wasn't any like, subject that I hated yeah and that's like, what yeah, I'm that's, gonna say those are the ones that you did <laughs> these are the subjects I did and they were my favorite <laughs> going off of that I always said like when Amy was choosing subjects I was like the one advice I have for anyone choosing subjects is do we actually like because you study it then like if you don't like your subject you're not going to motivate to study it and it's going to ruin your whole study schedule like choose what you like like that's what you want to do so like follow your passion <laughs> okay and Eve what Little is your favorite subject then I mean, it's not obvious. History. History is the best in the entire world. Like, it's so... Also, if you're, like, 
first off, it's just like so interesting and like it's so motivating to study. Second off, you like learn so many skills and like everyone says like if this is a subject for college, is going to prep for college, it's history because you have to do a research project and stuff. My art teacher was like, oh my god, history! I thank God I did it. She was like in college, it was so handy to have this stuff done. But it's like it's just such good like skills of like analyzing and like history versus not comparing and like draft and like writing and just like really it's the best subject in the entire world and it's so interesting especially if you're doing like what well, I love Irish history so I was lucky that my teacher chose to do Irish history with us just to jump in before you go Amy that's the reason I like economics it's similar enough because I have the research project but it's also like you're learning about what's like you know in real life the and world not, yeah like geography is a useless subject no offense anyone does it it's the worst subject <laughs> on the planet and politics is good but like economics is like you can properly like see it around you yeah. and when you're like reading the terms that's why like economics so much. no anyway, um i think my favorite from junior start was probably again ty was like shoved in the middle so i think <laughs> it would probably was history yeah definitely history. I just love it. um history. so i'm really looking forward to like starting the fifth year course and everything and he's um, looking forward to getting my like 30 ton like piles yeah of i won't be able to carry them home with the balls but i'm looking forward to it <laughs> Actually, can i say speaking of history did you guys see the news article about the girl who had a seizure during her history exam and wasn't let sit the deferred paper i was insane like, that I is so insane that at all that i don't know the- i knew she like a fit but i know it's during history like no wonder history is so intense pressure and then she's not gonna do it again i know that's okay. such an atrocious rule though like I've always thought that's so bad like it's not fair because the reset exams are a different exam it's not actually cheated in solid paper like if she was doing a reset it'd be a different paper do you know what I mean so like it's not like cheating I don't get that and again it's not like she saw the exam and went like oh no and it was like oh my head hurts yeah. like I mean, she had a genuine medical reason yeah know? yeah and on a much lighter note Gabby what um, kind of character are you <laughs> <laughs> um okay um, yeah I said this to be honest I want to be a Carlisle do you know what? he's got it all going just you know <laughs> I don't know I think mean, like, he's the best character personally like he's nice really and he's like chill why do you find Carlisle slimy? Yeah, I just don't like him. He freaks me out. I think it's just his hair. Oh, the platinum blonde. Okay, yeah. I get what you mean. <laughs> you have a good look with a platinum blonde hair. Like, do you know what I mean? So, thank you. Do you know what? I I want my platinum blonde hair. I feel like I could like work with that. Um, uh, but yeah, no. He's like he's like a nice chill doctor. Um, and he just seems like calm. I, oh, everyone the else like, I see Dr. Perth, the Dr. Perth. Everyone else is like, yeah, true. All the time. true. Um, and Caroline's just like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna be different and like not drink blood. Like, he's like so like morally black and white. Like, and you're very like, you know, like you know what's right and what's wrong. I feel like he was like the OG as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like he was the original. He got, he got the group <laughs> together. <laughs> um Anyway, yeah, I just him or maybe Alice, but Alice feels like a little bit of a manic pixie dream girl. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go with Carlisle. Okay, <laughs> Eve. Um, I would say these have two opposite characters, but either like Rosalie or Charlie, because I just love Charlie the way he's just so calm and he's like, um, don't do that. And then Rosalie, she just like I love her like whole like revenge story, but also she's like really heartbroken and like no one even like cares like everyone's so mean to her and she's like no I wanted kids and they're all like oh well like you're so mean like 
it's so unfair but I just like both those characters just feel like very underrated to me and like not developed but I just love both of them so maybe it's not that like who I identify with but I just like them both yeah yeah I I liked Alice and Rosalie a lot I wish they had more time like in the whole movie thing because there's so much time on like Alice and Bella or Edward and Bella so yeah that would (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I got confused characters but yeah so I just like them but I think Probably, yeah, probably one of the mams. I think you're right. Probably just one of the mams. <laughs> I love Renee. She's like so fun and sweet. Can you know when she comes to the wedding and she's like making jokes and Charlie's like being cranky and she's like, no, it's so fun. <laughs> I love her. My favorite. In all like, I don't, my one thing about Renee is like, I do not think I'd be that calm if my 18 year old daughter came over to me and was like, <laughs> I'm marrying that guy you met like twice. Do you know what I mean? I'd probably yeah. be like, hmm. When she met him as well, she was like, um, "He's gonna take a bullet for you." And I got That's super normal when you're 17. Um, yeah. No, do you know the one thing I'm gonna say that I didn't like about the way the female characters were, and though, is that the whole thing was like, even like Rosalie's whole thing, it was reduced to the fact that she couldn't have kids, <laughs> and like that was her whole character. Do you know what I mean? And then they centered mm-hmm. that whole thing around Bella as well, and I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't vibe with that. Didn't love that. The whole movie is scope, so problematic. But the <laughs> I just I love the autumn look of the them. Vibe. The them vibe. So nice. <laughs> I only yeah. watch when I'm sick because I'm like when I'm sick they're so good because they're just so mm. bad. Yeah, but like, they're so comforting. Yeah. There is something really comfortable about the aesthetic. Like I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Carol. Carol has not read the books nor seen the movies but we have all agreed that carol is a bella um no he's not well eve you said he was like five no. minutes ago <laughs> he's I, said edward's word. I said edward oh, okay main oh, character no. energy anyway carol exactly <laughs> yeah that's what i mean that's <laughs> like, too like self like pres- like pathetic like she's too like poor me whereas <laughs> edward's is like edward's like really brooding he's like i'm gonna just steal my soul and like i'm gonna have he's so like brooding you know is that me like is that i was not calling you pathetic because in my mind i should have two of them edward is the more pathetic so oh, really? You're really not doing. Do you know what? Can I just be like background character number four or something? Like, <laughs> You're your main character. One or two. You would be um. What's his name? The big, the like, the like masculine guy. Like, what's his name? The brother. Emmett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you like being bullied a little. What's the guy, what's the guy that controls feelings? No, 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 no. Carl is a Jasper. Carl is a Jasper. This conversation's gone on too long already. I'm having okay, anything. now. <laughs> Again, back to the interview, back to school episode. Um, again, that was an amazing interview. What in particular stood out for all of you? Honestly, I love like the entire thing. Like I never okay. Sometimes I don't agree with people. Sometimes I do. But honestly, everything she was talking about, I just found like so like almost like relatable because like she was just so real. Like her study account, can I just point out? is so real like her advice she's in she hasn't already even started she's in fifth year going to fifth year and yet she has like really like understood like study and how to make it like sustainable and like long term and like her advice is so good like 
if I was like, like everything I would say about like advice, like she has said it on her Instagram. So like genuinely like go look at that. Also, I love what she was talking about, like breaking down the sort of like expectations of it. Because like I always make like very like pleasing notes. I said like pleasing. I was like, oh my God, it's such a waste of time, blah, 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 blah. In my biology exam, I sat there like literally and could like picture in my brain my pretty notes. And I got like four answers like from just like having pretty notes. So like I love the way her Instagram is like, one, it's actually like really good advice and really good content. And two, it's like her style of studying. Like that's mm. what's so important. It's like she's found her way of studying. And then I'm like, with well, everyone, some little hate notes and like active learning and like recall. But like, I just love that she was so like real and it was so like, her like her personality and how she's learning and like even her dedication to stuff like the junk couture like you can tell like she's just really dedicated and like it's amazing like what she can produce when she like really just goes for it so I thought that was so inspiring yeah and especially like the fact that she's someone who is coming from like an outside education system like um like she definitely you know does understand that like there are issues with it and things like that and I think she's really just trying to make that easier for people to navigate and like all she's saying is like this is what works for me and I think it's mm-hmm. really like she's shared it as you said in a really like personal and relatable way um, and also it's just like really motivating like she's even just talking to her she feels so motivated and like inspired I was gonna say like can we talk about the way the Maha like invented motivation (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm gonna go say now (laughs) oh yeah absolutely I um I really liked what she was saying about um religious freedom I thought the fact that like the local her local school wouldn't let her wear a hijab was quite shocking shocking, to be honest I've never heard that that's shocking you know like that is shocking I mean Especially, I personally think the excuse when it comes to um, the ability to express your religion, the idea that isn't part of the uniform is so wishy-washy, just like a super, super shoddy, discriminatory excuse. Yeah. Genuinely, like, especially in Ireland, I'm not sure where Maha is based in terms of like rural or urban life, but especially in rural areas, especially outside of Dublin, most schools are going to have religious ties. Do you know what I mean? Generally to the Catholic Church. You know, yeah. like it's nearly unavoidable, you know. So to then discriminate, to then discriminate against students from other religions who don't necessarily have an awful lot of choice in terms of an educational establishment to go to is just so shocking and horrifying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, you know, it's- as she was saying, not letting her wear the hijab, what is that teaching students? And can exactly. you imagine what they are teaching students about acceptance and about religious freedom? Right. And I thought it's really important, like, when we are talking about religious freedom, it you it, you don't have to take up that religion. That's not what anyone's saying. But you can listen to, to other people's religion and listen to, you know, learn about other cultures. And more importantly, even if you don't do any of that, respect other religions and uh, and the right to that freedom um, above all else. But I, I just thought like, okay, if they're not letting her as a student wear a hijab like what are they teaching the other students you know or like what is it saying to the students in their school about what's acceptable yeah Yeah. and to use the excuse of uniform like our school had a really strict uniform code but that would have never flown that you wouldn't let wear a hijab like with your that's like that's the most insane excuse I've heard in my entire life because it's not a part of the uniform so it's nothing to do with the uniform do you know what I mean and like Mm. honestly I'm impressed with her for like not like naming and shaming because I would have been so angry like I can't imagine like literally a school where it's meant to like be a like nurturing fostering welcome environment actively suppressing students from expressing themselves like actively saying no you can't like 
identify as your religion here and like you said like why is that showing students like that's not tolerance that's not respect that's not like anything except like um discrimination like seriously and if students are going to school and they're i'm assuming do religion is like most people do religion school like what are they actually learning in that class then it's shocking you like i have to say when she was speaking all i could think of was the action that the french government has taken against Mm -hmm. religious symbols in schools do i mean you know because i mean i think as much as you want you can say that like yes technically it does affect all religions you know but like realistically you know typically in terms of like christianity for an example most people don't wear very obvious religious symbols so you know who is this predominantly going to affect it's going to affect muslim women you know it's going to affect um Sikh and Jewish men you know and the whole thing just seems so completely unnecessary like I agree with separation of state and religion I do but like these are schools and you know I mean being allowed to have and express a religion is actually one of the um international um uh, rights of the child um under the UN you know I'm so then not allowed school children to express religion which is completely harmless like do you know what I mean you know it's it's not as if anyone is coming in and yeah I know I just I think really why separation of um like the of schools and religion is so important because all religions should mm. be able to express by students individually and you know they should be able to you know learn about different cultures and express different religions and that's why it's so important that we don't like like force religion on people are also like those religious beliefs especially like ones that aren't necessarily in the bible but are kind of coming more from like um the catholic church as an institution and that's really really important um especially like when it does come to religious classes and like rules and things like that um i think as i said like it's to uphold the right to the freedom of the child freedom of um like your religion and to express yourself essentially you know mm. yeah. you know yeah. and like sorry carol no you're fine yep. i was just saying like especially especially when like coming back to this whole concept that like oh it's not part of the uniform or whatever especially when the uniform has nothing to do with your head like do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like it's not as if there's a school cap or something <laughs> like yeah wear a hat you know, it's just so ludicrous like and i think like that really like circles back to her advice on like having a voice and using a voice Mm. and in a past episode I think it was Mark who said um be a voice not an way of voice and I thought like I just kept thinking of that because I thought like it was so nice that you know most of us do have opinions and sometimes you mightn't think that they're valid or that they're that important or that anyone's gonna listen Mm. but you probably do have opinions about even Mm. like small things even if it's just school life it doesn't have to be a big issue you know you go around every day probably thinking something's unfair um Mm. and I thought it was really important that she was saying that you know like there's different ways that you can use that like it doesn't have to be like when we think of a voice we think of someone saying something but that is absolutely not the case for everyone in terms of like your skill set but also like um your abilities and things like that and that there's so many different ways to express yourself and that's all what all what have like expressing your voice and using your voice actually means it's just like feeling empowered to share what you think I think yeah and I also like a lot that she distinguished like the difference between being the voice and using your voice because Mm -hmm. like often like 
you know, you see people like sort of like in these representative representative roles, like on student council or like whatever. And like sometimes, I'm sorry, the only voice representing is themselves. And like that is so infuriating for like if you're elected or if you're voted or if you're anyway placed in a position where people expect you to represent them and you're only there for your own benefit. Like that's immediate red flag. And I've seen it over and over again, student council like that. And it's just so frustrating. But to see someone who's meant to be representing you and then who just takes their own agenda. So it's so interesting the way she distinguished between like being a voice and the importance of representation and listening and taking on other opinions. Like sometimes like if you're in a union or something and you're representative, you might not even be agreeing with what you're saying, but that's what your people wanted you to say. Like that's just how it works. If you're representing mm. the people who elected you, like that's what you should be doing, not your own opinion. So like I love the fact that she like said like you can use your own like powerful like personal voice or you can represent a group of people but you have to make sure that you're representing the group of people and not yourself that it's just such an important lesson you know which is which and also like I thought it was really important that she pointed out that like if you are going to talk about something like that's brilliant but that you need to a big part of using your voice is actually taking a step back and listening and she mentioned educating yourself on what whatever it is you're talking about whatever topic mm-hmm. it is and like for her that that might have been mm-hmm. slow fashion when she was talking about it with junk tour um and I think it's so important that we don't just like always share opinion that sometimes we are backed by fact or just other people's perspective like thinking of like okay what perspective am I not thinking about or don't I share or like is everybody being heard here and things like that um I think it's also like really important um and she kind of mentioned that which I generally respected yeah it's so funny because we've spoken about this before and I've always advocated for like um being educated on a topic before I suppose because we talk about like misinformation on the internet and stuff like that and you know and then I'm always kind of sitting back to myself going I really hope I don't come across the hypocrite because like this podcast to me just feels like talking to my friends you know and then I'm like what if I've like misspoken or just said something really stupid you know and I'm kind of sitting back going oh wait oh no Um, at the same time we're all learning together we're all learning no but there is no perfection so No one right. quote me on their research papers or anything, lads. No. Um. <laughs> like, I I'm in the shower and I'm like, what did I just say in that episode? Like, I literally freak out. I'm like, why did I just bring up this random thing or, like, say something completely random? I'm always like, I think like write a note on my laptop and, like, do not speak about, like, blank, 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 blank. Because <laughs> this is, this, yeah, the squirrels, like, when I that episode. But even, like, beyond that, it was, like, what I was talking about. And I just, like, started talking about, like, just squirrels trying to stop what I was talking about. Like, I just talk absolute crap sometimes. And I forget that it's, like, being, like broadcast <laughs> and I'm like can you please delete episodes but I can't say that no I'm not gonna lie do you know that like oh my god this was so earlier on where I accidentally said that pigs were ruminant animals it was the episode about farming and climate change <laughs> that haunted me for weeks lads <laughs> I had to correct oh, that. that means I actually I don't even know like, what that I means like, I was like no that's factually incorrect what am I doing <laughs> um it like hit me at like the dead of night I was like oh wait oh no <laughs> all of your stuff um, is like so unproblematic though like you'd say something like that you'd be like oh my god like what if I got a fact wrong what I think <laughs> but what I do is I like start making a point forget what I'm saying and then it just come off as that I'm like like out of pocket but it's just because I have like this memory span of like a goldfish like <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> I literally go like, I don't want to get political. And then I completely get political and be like, why does this 
say that or I'm like in history one time this happened I'm like you know what like it doesn't matter like just shut up like I just say stuff like just because like or I've heard on, I always go on the radio I heard on the radio today I heard on the radio today because I'm always this new talk at work so I always hear stuff and I just take like one thing I say out of context and I go wrong with it and I'm just like I can't be doing that anymore like it's actually so bad Honestly, but past episodes, right? Sorry. Yeah. You know, like she was talking about like her when she goes like shopping. She's like fashion, or what yeah. I call them as like fashion rules. Mm-hmm. I'm really did a fashion episode for, and I was talking about like how I have these like questions that I ask myself before I buy anything. And oh my god, it's so life changing. I'm not gonna go through them all now, but if you want to go through the episodes, like one of the, it's like probably like I think it was like an hour and a half of me and Gabby like rushing. Like it was really long, but it was good. Like it was fun. But like that's such a good technique when you're buying clothes. Is like literally or like doing buying anything or doing anything. Is like take a second, like step back, remove yourself. Even the podcast, like just step back, remove yourself. Be like, <laughs> what am I actually saying? What am I actually buying? Where does it actually come from? Do I know? Do I know if this is true? Do you know what I mean like it's so important to like take a step back and like just look and be like, okay, listen, I might not know if this is actually I already want. If it is, you can get it. If it's not, then you just don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think we just go through stuff so fast and like we just even like we talk so fast I well I talk so fast we say things so fast we buy things so fast we just don't think a lot like about like in between so we ramble but I want to bring it back to the fashion thing I like so the, I like the opposite issue to that it's like there's people that can like walk into a shop and walk out with like three full bags of stuff but I like walk <laughs> in and I'd like I'd like to see something and I'm like oh that's nice and then take it off and I'm like do I want to spend yeah. this much money but it could be like three or now I'd like to up yeah, like, and it'd be like that's so much money to spend on like a t-shirt and then I went to a restaurant like, a few days ago and I could spend like all my money like, <laughs> I, like, I spent all my money on food but not on clothes and that's the thing but then like when I was on holidays like for example I can't stop spending money that's the issue like in Ireland I can't like spend anything on anything so it's watching a movie it's like it's like it has a point and it's called Confessions of Shop and it's, it's actually a good movie it's, it's I think it's Isla Fisher I don't know and there's this one scene and basically she's a shopaholic but it's not on like things now she doesn't go into like zara and she's like oh my god i need that 20 euros sweater vest she's like she goes into like chanel and then walks out with like three things but she's in loads and loads of debt and the end of the movie the big, the big point is like she walks past like it's like louis vuitton and she's like do i need this <laughs> then she's like no and then she's walked around at the end of the movie <laughs> so that's the point i was making but yeah i think better yeah just say, do I need this? Do I need this? No. No, no it's, it's, it gets bad where I'm like, like my lips are, you, you can't even see them, but I got my lips, I always get my lips sunburned. Like I'm still going to wear sun cream. Like I wear sun cream every day, but I like, obviously like I don't, my lip balm and like, has SPF in it, but I might got a relaxed really applying lip balm because I love drinking water. And then you know, your bottle gets like covered in lip balm and you're like, that's so gross. So I was like, whatever, I got sunburned. My lips were sunburned and they were so chapped. And it, the lip balm was like 315 and I was like, do you know what? No, I was like, no, it's too much. Like, I'll just get a cheaper somewhere else. Like, just buy the three fifty lip balm. You know what I mean? Okay, that I'm going the opposite of what I was saying now. Like, but sometimes you can think too much. But it is important, like, when you're trying clothes, to like be like, do I actually need this? Like, for example, I did buy like a high Paris T-shirt in Paris. Like, do I need that? No. Like, do you know what I mean? So it is good to just like stop and be like, okay, yeah. this is where this. And it's like, because a lot of the time, like I think beforehand, like, okay. Before I even go shopping, like, okay, what do I actually need? Like, mm. I know that this, like, this winter, all I, like, I'm fine from last winter. All I need is a coat and a cardigan, and I'm actually fine. So that's what I'm going to buy. But, like, even if you do see something and you go, okay, I don't actually need it, but, like, 
if you're going to buy it just because like it looks nice or whatever do you love it like are you going to wear it over and over again and I think that's yeah. like that's that's such a good question because if, you completely, de- if you completely deprive yourself like you're kind of gonna go crazy someday or yeah. like like your wardrobe and I also really like that like she kind of linked it back to like she was talking about the clothes in Pakistan and that's something she really likes about mm. um her culture I thought that was really interesting like the interest in slow mm. fashion um and her own clothes and I thought like it just like it's such a big part of expression at the same time yeah. and it's just finding that balance and I think that that's why the question like the fashion rules you had even that other episode and the question like do I love this are really good because they're not like restricting yourself you can still enjoy clothes and yeah. enjoy expressing yourself but we can do it and again she she didn't ever say like um that she you know doesn't buy fast fashion she's just slow fashion is what she's trying to kind of push Mm -hmm. and so I just agreed with everything she said basically is what I'm trying to say like it like helps your identity like if you're genuinely like because sometimes I think people buy things and they're like oh that looks weird oh I don't like that color or like blah 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 blah. and you end up with these like all these clothes and you're like I have nothing to wear I should buy more clothes because your clothes like aren't speaking to you or like don't like maybe gel with your identity as a person and like like she was saying like the clothing in Pakistan is when she's so connected to so like that's part of her identity do you know what I mean and like fashion is like a really important way of expressing your identity um so like asking yourself like do you genuinely love something that's not only like solidifying like or like helping say the environment or whatever your consumption it's also kind of like giving yourself a little bit of confidence and a little bit of like trusting yourself and in your identity like solidifying your identity a little bit more of being like I like this. This is my style. This is what I want to express myself. Like, and in the long term, like you end up building like a wardrobe that's like true to you and like your style. Like, not like these stupid capsule wardrobes where everything's plain and boring. And like that's like how you're meant to be sustainable because it's just not sustainable to live like that. But like having collections and like pieces that you genuinely love and will wear again and again and again and quality and will last like that's so important like half my wardrobe today comes from my mom's old clothes because for a long time I was like ew like what on earth would I wear my mom's clothes for and now I just love them because I feel they suit me and they suit my vibe and like how I want if my vibe <laughs> I want to express myself and like she's had them for years and like it's like clothing is such a part of your identity so it's not that you have to like you know only buy like essentials or like only like buy like basics or only buy like certain things or like never shop fast fashion it's just like about like um being more conscious I called it that's what I call it conscious shopping that's what I call it mm-hmm. I, I did a podcast last time and being conscious of both like the in, the clothing the impact it has but also yourself and like what you truly want so yeah, yeah I think it's important I, I think to, like jewelry like I find jewelry like I have um like the yeah like the mm-hmm. earrings you bought or like I have like bits and pieces like the earrings I wore for my birthday were like I got in Italy and they were like the only pieces of jewelry I got in, when I was away but like you know then like you have a memory attached to them or like um you know like a piece of jewelry that are passed down like to your family or um the ring I wear with like my best friend got it for me and like those are like really small like as you said those are more like expression things they're not like necessities but they are things that like I would never throw away and absolutely hold yeah. on to 
and it's kind of like they are pieces that I love and like that is also an important part of fashion and we don't need just because we're always talking about fast fashion which is very important we can also talk about the positives of slow fashion because there are so many Mm. yeah like my earrings like we just same ones me and Amy we bought them (laughs) from Cork based company I was actually they're based in America they also have an online shop little plug for them I'm I'm like doing free advertising oh my god um no but I I for like I got my ears pierced when I was 13 I was like the last of my friends like all my friends got them there for communion whatever so like I never had earrings and when I did get my ears pierced like I would only wear like tiny tiny hoops because I was like I don't know it just didn't like suit me I was like oh I feel weird um and I always wanted to wear like big hoops my mom like just like no she's like you're too young <laughs> so my mom was having ears pierced um so when I, I think like last year, two years ago, I bought these earrings. I'm going to describe them to you. They're almost like a pear-shaped tube or a teardrop-shaped tube. And they're gold. And I am not kidding. Like everyone knows me knows. I wear these every day. I wear them to school every day. I wear them when I'm going out. Like I have other earrings. I like, you know, that could be like more fancy or more going out. But like, these are like literally like just such a part of like my daily routine. And like when I forget to put them in, I feel bad. And they're, they're so just- comfy. Yeah, because like, they don't have a stud at the back. They just like yeah, clip, they clip on. Just, and they're just so comfortable. Oh my God. Yeah, I wear them. But they're like a part of like literally like when I was doing my yearbook picture, she like pulled my hair over my ears to cover them. And I was like, I'm offended. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like every single day. Like, I don't want like, it's so crazy. Because like, there's no like emotional connection. Like I bought them myself, like whatever. But like, they're like part of like my outfits and like what I am. And like, who, like the way I present myself is with these earrings. I don't know. It's crazy. But like, yeah. It just like it doesn't have to be like something like you know you have to like reinvent yourself every time a new trend comes along like something so simple can like just stick to your identity and like be an important like part of yourself and it can be like clothing or shoes or fashion or your study notes or something just like because even like you know like her like Instagram account is a part of her like our podcast is a part of us like there are certain things about like your identity that like you can just like take with like I don't know I'm, I actually got a massive rat now. No, I think that's so true. And she really, like, in many ways, when either whether it was, like, um, student voice or, like, her, like, kind of studying and, like, what she likes doing and science or, like, whether it was clothes, like, everything she talked about came back to identity, even, like, where she was from, which was the very first question. Um, And I think, like, that's just really interesting to, like, hear all the different ways that, and all these different things that can make, you you essentially mm-hmm. I think a lot of it like Amy was saying comes down to expression and we talked about this in the even I's like hour-long rant um but you know I think the fact that yeah the fashion is such a big expressive for people you know and even like um Maha talked about expression in different ways like how Amy likes to write and how mm-hmm. her study grammars were hers and how B that their art was kind of a thing for them you know and yeah I think that's just such a massive thing you know and like Eve was saying about like different ways of trying to be sustainable in fashion that don't mean that you like don't have to buy clothes at all or anything I remember we talked about like pre-planning wardrobes or Mm -hmm. again waiting I feel like I'd like set myself like a three-month waiting period like I still want it after three months (laughs) but like I feel like that's that's really bad in fashion because I'm like going online I'm like it's sold out no it's funny because that episode is another episode that genuinely like haunts me lads because I remember talking about it and I remember we were talking about like different methods and one thing we were talking about was getting 
um like clothes adjusted how if you really loved something would you be willing to spend a little bit more money on it and then like maybe have a tailor do it up you know and I remember being like you know tailor 10 15 euro I then just realized my local tailor was just really cheap <laughs> um I was like oh, really? maybe it is not that cheap lads um, my mom was my tailor <laughs> <laughs> but I think again it's kind of like well, I suppose we're talking about being educated with your voice and stuff. And I think I always try to like express that this is personal experience and personal yeah. opinion. And like what I know at the time, you know, um, it's not like you're a spokesperson for like NASA or anything. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, yeah. but yeah. But even no- like, sorry, you know she was talking about like whatever, like she said when she was young for tourists, she didn't like think she was a creative person at all. Mm. And then she produces beautiful utterly creative outfit but it's so her because she was like I'm logical and scientific that's how she described herself I'm logical and scientific the structure is architectural of that dress she designed it's architectural it's structured it's geometric the form shape is geometric like it's not like her true personality comes so through in that like it's not like she just copied the design she saw online like that's like a piece of like her like her who she is like it's a logical it's planned like it is scientific the, the structure the, the symmetry of it is scientific do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like even though like maybe she didn't think she for herself as creative she was able to like use her like creativity and like her logic and her scientific like sort of anal- analytical brain to create a piece of fashion like a piece of expression that's like so amazing to me I think like creativity really like to me is just making something and like Mm -hmm. to be honest for me that could be writing and it could be something that looks a certain way and has like is my way of expressing which is like kind of neat but like still probably kind of messy and not perfect whereas she might be more like as you said like analytical and um scientific and geometric but that is her creativity that does and what she made out of that Mm -hmm. as you said might have been like structural but even if she goes into science and like I don't know is you know creating new medicine or something mm-hmm. creativity just in a different way yeah um, exactly I think we need to stop like this idea of like people mm-hmm. being like robot brains or like creative and I like, think <laughs> yeah. clearly she's creative we just all yeah. have a different way of expressing it and like um the way that you express your voice can be creative too and in your own way yeah okay. and even her quote she's like an expert every expert was once a beginner do you know what I mean like yeah. you may not think that you have like this creative gene to you like like everyone has an element of like like creativity and production like okay I always never said I never said I was creative because like I never felt like I was like I love art I love like the arts in general you know but like I'm so bad like say I like writing but I would never be able to like write a story because I just don't have that like sort of like plot like creativity like gene where it's like you think of a good story or like even art like I just like I love painting and stuff but like I'm I just like I paint still lives I don't like do imaginative compositions because I just don't have the imagination for that but it's not like that it's not that I'm not creative it's just that my creativity is funneled into the actual like um like how I paint rather than what I'm painting you know what I mean like say like my leadership project I painted like in the side of Freud so it's like really um like impasto work and like a lot of like obvious tones and colors like that is creative even though I was very coughing for it but like that's creative like I didn't like invent like a whole like imaginative composition but like I was able to like express creativity 
through mm. the actual act of painting so like this idea that you're one thing or the other is so insane and so not true and also I love that she said her, her study grandma as well that she like liked to show the study this human side of studying rather than this like weird like productivity like grind thing because it's so true like you can't be like even if you are an academic person and you do enjoy studying or you like learning you can't be go go all the time you have to take breaks and be like and express your and like use your brain like in other ways like it's so helpful to do that so I just love that like whole Carol commented over all different. Like absolutely. And I think um like even what we were kind of saying about creativity, like even with the podcast, which I mean I wouldn't have thought of as being creative, but like before uh, Maha came like I suppose into the recording, we were just chatting to her and she was kind of saying some lovely things about the podcast and yeah. <laughs> but like she was she was talking about like how like I suppose after the interview that we all make kind of observations on like and kind of yeah opinions on what the guest has said I think it's so true like each of us at the same time have just listened to the same interview like I mm-hmm. might do the interview but you've all listened to the exact same interview and at the same time we all have pick up something else and like yeah. I always think that like even with Eve in general like you're like after you read a book or whatever you always have such observations on like that is creativity <laughs> even yeah. if you didn't like I love I love yeah no I just I adore like after I read a book or a movie I like adore like just talking about it like so much like I remember during our leaving start we had to watch this like movie called Unforgiven it's like a western I wouldn't recommend it but anyways <laughs> but like my emotions like really like show my face like my face talks more than I talk do you know what I mean like not surprising so like I wear masks remember I was wearing masks at the time because we were in school obviously but my teacher just she's really could tell so she would be like are you all right do you problem with this and I'd be like hey, I actually do um but I remember the parent teaching me and she told my my dad was the one who went like to her and you know, she, my dad's also like he's an art teacher but not he's in college in a college like, I should be reading if you but he's so anyways he's a teacher like you know perspective so like she's just said she's like I don't think you like movie and he was like I think it's great she has critical analysis skills do you know what I mean he just like went back with that like I thought that was just so true because like yeah maybe I didn't like movie on like you know some things I thought was just anti-feminist and bit misogynistic and stuff but I just like I was able to see that I was able to observe that like that's a skill yeah. do you know what I mean and like right now I watched a video on YouTube about the movie and I totally didn't protect about it there's still things I don't like about it but it, it did affect me so like I'm able to change my perspective and I guess not people while still maintaining my own opinions and that's all like, so, yeah, that's a skill too like everyone has unique skills yeah, and even yeah. you, like, you do talk about, like, it's sometimes it's okay to read something that you didn't love by the end of mm-hmm. it, but once you still have an opinion on it, like, you didn't just go, okay, I hated that. Yeah. But also, and I think that comes back to, like, what she was saying on, um, like, again, you you don't have to both, like, you can both be right. The other, you can listen to people and, you know, read things and stuff that you don't agree with mm-hmm. as long as are actually listening and you come yeah. up with your own opinion out of it and I think that's part of like being educated and you know having a fully rounded opinion is actually sometimes embracing the things you don't like and having yeah. the creativity and all of that is just like thinking for yourself and that has to come back if you're going to use your voice you have to be educated enough to use it and I think yeah. all that is so important I or like actually... willing to change perspectives. Sorry, I'm coffee. I'm sorry. One more thing. Yeah. Like I could have watched, I could have watched that video and just not taken a word that man said about how good the movie is. But instead, I was like, wait, actually, I'm gonna listen to him and see what his opinions. And maybe I'll change my opinion. And I did. 
and like that's how important of like being able to like switch your perspective not switch them like completely like not like go not be a follower or whatever like be a boyfriend echo but like <laughs> be able to like hear someone else where they're coming from and like maybe won't like hard to change it maybe we'll take something in do you know what I mean we'll just like click in perspective I think yeah like Amy's point is exactly what I was kind of going to make like first of all like Ma said that she actually listened I was like wait girly someone's actually listening to us I know um, <laughs> but like I think it's well that um just the point Amy was making about the fact that like we all listen to the guests and then have totally different things to say about them afterwards mm-hmm. you know and just the, how that tied into Ma's thing about like you can both be correct you know and that even if you don't necessarily agree with what someone is saying you know that's still listening and hearing them out you know and I suppose I've had that I know myself with like diff- people's different opinions and certain things and I'm like I do see where you're coming from you know I don't mm-hmm. agree with what you're saying but I do see where you're where you're coming from yeah. you know and I think the podcast definitely been like I know for me so great for that because like I know I feel like a lot of the time I'm the opposite to Eve when it comes to media I'm just like sitting there read a bit of media watch and they go I've seen a movie and like continue <laughs> on or else I'm the total flip side I'm like really into I'm like this is a masterpiece like did you see what they did in minute 52.01 you know um that camera angle guys you know but I really like coming on and seeing the perspective that you guys have um taken on something and how you said something how you've seen something you know I think it's one of the really interesting things about like meeting different people and talking to different people and hearing their perspectives is just viewing something in a way that you completely wouldn't have before you know again the concept of you you can be right and I mightn't be wrong you know that idea and even just the like creativity as well because I was going to come into that can we talk about like just the idea that creativity doesn't have to be perfect you Mm -hmm. know because I feel like there's a lot of kind of that especially where people like on social media and stuff put their best image forward and you know the best of their work but I suppose the idea that like just because your artwork isn't sitting on gallery walls and your voice doesn't fill out a concert hall doesn't mean that your creativity is unworthy of being expressed you know Absolutely. Um, yeah I think that's just important to me you know like as we kind of tend to like start to wrap up I think like just on everything you said there that's why I, I like I really am very grateful that we have the podcast because like not only do we hear like I don't know there, there's over 30 guests now that we've had like proper in-depth conversations with and learned so much from and like I am really grateful to get to chat to them all and like host the interview um as you said just in terms of like listening and learning but also like in the sleepover section um I think it's really nice to just be able to talk about it and like show people that like because often in the interview people do put their post best for forward and that's amazing but in the sleepover we're kind of very much like we are learning together we don't know everything and we we over the past we're going on 40 episodes we have definitely changed our opinions on different things and just changed like not even changed but evolved our thinking and just learned more and I think like that's kind of important to people I know it's, it's scary being the people on this side but what's the thing that's important for people to listen to and have that resource if they want is just us honestly learning with with you and not being right about everything but just trying to be I suppose good people as we do it and like to bookend like kind of her conversation um like when she was giving her advice to students whatever like I love that she was like reflect on your past year and I when I was in your side I told myself I'd do this and I never end up doing it and they went to fifth year like um, it was COVID so I went to after like 
I'm just like happy to like just be in public again. So I feel like I sound very uh, weird accent because I was in the podcast all day and I have this thing where I don't take on the accents people I'm listening to. So if I'm talking very odd, just ignore it. Um, but like, no, I love the fact that she was like reflecting on what went wrong for you and also what went right for you and like what skills you learned. Because you said like all it is is practice. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just learn how to study basically, like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But like, I want to, she talked about goals and like setting goals, like how motivation that is for her. And like, I agree, like having goals are so great, but I want to really just like put in, like emphasize, be willing and be compassionate with yourself because you might set goals in the start of fifth year. Like I know I did uh, for your leaving sir. And suddenly it's the middle of sixth year and you're like, I am failing the subject or I can't do this or blah, blah, blah. And if you have these really high expectations for yourself and suddenly you're not meeting them, that can be a big, like, low to your self-esteem so I want you just if anyone's going to school if you're going to whatever year group whatever college where blah, blah blah you're going to work a new job I don't care be compassionate with yourself in what your expectations are for yourself and like what you're setting for yourself because at the end of the day like is if you keep coming back consistently and you're sustainable work like working sustainably like for yourself like for your mental health that's way more beneficial than like piling a bunch on or going like really head into it and then like crashing and burning out five months in or whatever because it's so important to just be compassionate yourself and also ask for help best advice for anyone in anything is don't be scared to ask a teacher or someone else or a different student or a study account on instagram for a bit of help because people are always wanting to help you like it's so important like you're not alone in what you're feeling or what you're experiencing in any like new stressful situation it's just so important to like be compassionate with yourself with others and and allow yourself to ask for help yeah and yeah I just thought that was important just to mention because I okay. love the study like motivation thing but the same motivation thing only lasts so long do you know what I mean like you have to be sustainable so yeah and I suppose as like our final messages um do you have any like just advice I suppose for like leading to advice <laughs> yeah not like oh. just like I suppose a balance like the whole two years of it um, I'm going to say what everyone's okay, what everyone says is be prepared to prepare yourself early, but I'm not going to tell you that because I know myself that mm-hmm. I think what I always say to people is do your best and your best yeah. can look like different things and don't beat yourself up about it afterwards. You know, I refuse to let myself beat myself up about things after exams, even if I was like, oh, I should have studied that topic harder or, you know, oh God, I knew I should have focused on that or whatever. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to cut myself a bit for slack. Mm-hmm. It's been a hard two years, you know, like, especially I think people can say like, oh, while you have time in fifth year, put load of research into your CAOs. But I was like, I was doing yeah. like 13 hour study days in fifth year. I was coming home, literally just like falling onto bed, exhausted. You know, it didn't even feel like I had time to study. It was literally just me trying to get through homework and like yeah. basic learning and things like that, you know. So I think. What I would say is, yeah, do your best, cut yourself a little bit of slack and don't beat yourself up about things after they've happened, because that's the worst mindset you can take, you know, yeah. um, except, bef- especially before you go into exams, except that you're going to take whatever comes, you know, um, because if you know that you've worked your hardness, the best of your capabilities without making yourself unwell, then that is the best you can do, you know, Um mm. And it can be discouraging to see other people who maybe look like they've breezed in or whatever, you know, but holding yourself to other people's standards is no way to live, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's my 
my advice. <laughs> yeah, I think mine's kind of similar. Like, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like, if I'm saying like study advice, top two things would be first off, just find it. It works for you. Like, I, mm. I love notes. Do you love notes? Some people hate notes. They just find them just waste of time and don't like making them. There is a method for everyone. I know my orals. For me, like. I have a problem with active recall. Like I hate doing act. It's called active study. It's actually in past study. I love past study making notes because it's just what works for me. Like the kind of like action of it and the colors and like visual learning. I'm a visual learner, so blah blah. But for stuff like your orals, like if you had to be active study, you could be just doing notes over and over again. But what I used to do when I was doing orals is I have a weight hula hoop and I would just hula hoop, and that would just like get me focused like there's random things that focus people like something that works on us might work for you but honestly just like figure out like what tricks or tips that like just work for you because we're so individual um that's my one thing is like find out what kind of learning you are what kind of study what works for you like don't like I went to fifth year thinking I'll do notes for history and biology and everything I only kept those notes for biology because my history notes like two weeks and I was like this is not sustainable I need to be doing essays instead of making notes like some some sort of is different you know what I mean the other thing then is there's this idea well I think well I don't know I was given this idea in that when you're in fifth year is like oh if you get everything done in fifth year like six years a breeze just not true mm-hmm. right like it's a two it's a two-year process it's a long it's a marathon not a sprint do not go into sixth fifth year thinking yeah I'm gonna do everything the best advice I can give to anyone in fifth at the moment is stay on top of things. Don't try to do anything extra if you don't have time. Don't try to be like wasting time doing blah, 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 whatever, blah, blah. And you see maybe Sarah's doing this or Rachel's doing that. doesn't matter. Stay on top of your homework first off because homework is important. It actually is. It's like studying. Like, so for some, I hate some subjects to be fair. But like say math homework is so important because it's like actively doing math. And then just like stay on top of like your, like say for biology, like I do biology. So I would do notes and that was study. Yeah. But it wasn't like say active recall study. It was just like keeping on top of the notes. So then when I did do active recall in sixth year, I had the notes done. Just stay on top of things. Do not like push yourself to do more. And also do not shut yourself up for fifth year because like it's, you have another year left. Go out like as if you can have fun, like take breaks. Do not be putting on these like, and honestly for any year, any you're going to don't be like trying to force yourself into this like really restrictive routine allow yourself to take breaks allow yourself fun experiences allow yourself to experience everything not just school because you just burn out if you do so that's like my I suppose and then the other thing then is like Abby said like just don't be going into things beating yourself up and also don't compare yourself like or like reflect on bad like past exams like I have a bad habit of if I get a bad grade I like get so unmotivated so like that so like when I did my pre's, I was so disappointed and I literally got so demotivated for the actual leaving there. And it was so silly because it was just like, you can work up from whatever you get. Do you know what I mean? Nothing, no grade is permanent. Like you can always change and improve. So don't be beating yourself after something that goes wrong. And also do not compare yourself. I was in the library 12 hours a day, but I was, and I was studying, but I was next to my friend who was doing like practice exam questions, getting 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like you cannot compare yourself to anyone else because everyone's so different. So that's a very long window of advice, but that's basically it. I'm just going to say, because like, if it's actually about practical advice, then I'll chip in with a piece of practical advice. I would say very similar to Eve, to be honest. One of the big things about studying is, okay, A, don't beat yourself up if you don't feel like you're studying in fifth year. Because I know I didn't feel like I had the time. You're absorbing yeah, so much more information and it's so different from the junior year cycle that you were honestly going to be there going, oh my God, what the hell? You know, but definitely 
find what study find the kind of studying that works for you I'd be the opposite to Eve active studying was my jam repetition mm-hmm. was my jam you know I didn't love sitting there looking at notes I didn't love writing out notes I did exam question after exam question after exam question and it was the only way that I found I could actually keep my focus because I was actively engaging my brain don't be afraid to get a bit weird about it like I used to sing off notes I turned them into rhymes I turned them into yeah you know like I, I, used, as well. you know, I sang my whole Irish essay off like literally that's the thing I used to pretend to be teaching it to like a blank wall Do you, I mean like find the things that work for you and work with them you know um there's certain things that are long haul like if you're going to learn off an essay for your Irish um exam start learning off things you know start well like if you do okay because people do because they want the marks I'm not sure how it will go with the new leaving cert but if that is something that still applies first of all girly learn a general essay okay I'm just gonna put it out there do not go learning four different essays on four different topics learn a general essay you will always be able to turn something into a general essay I get so angry about this um Not that I'm advocating necessarily learning off an essay because I don't think it's a great way of learning a language. But if you're going to do it, learn a general one. Don't go learning four different ones, full ones on different separate topics. It's no good to you. They mightn't come up. You will have a general essay. You'll You'll be able to turn something into a general essay. And if you do do that, start at least six months before the leaving cert. Do not start three weeks before the leaving cert trying to learn off what's going to be a six page essay. Um you know, that will not be helpful at all. Um, you know, but yeah, like I said, there's so many different ways of studying that mightn't necessarily feel like studying. Sometimes it's just going out, like my friends and I, before the orals and stuff, did coffee dates where we just talked to each other in Irish, you know. Um, sometimes it's just practicing things, you know, but that's a good way of actively actually learning. If you struggle with like oral work, for instance, or oral work, working with a friend like that is a good way of both of you are learning and you're spending time with someone whose company you enjoy you're not sitting alone in your room going oh god right okay you know you know like you're not just sitting there feeling like you want to die you know like I liked oral um I liked the oral aspects of language you know um I wasn't just a big fan of the written for instance so I think it's finding ways not necessarily to enjoy learning off stuff that you don't enjoy because you might necessarily enjoy it but finding ways to work with it you know I like I said repetition worked for me just right doing it again and again and again you know gets it into your head and then also like give yourself little like breaks that makes any sense like find little things that you'll enjoy you know so like don't go at it for like four hours at a time maybe it works for some people did not work for me half an hour got a cup of tea half an hour five minutes on Instagram I'm a four hours of Henderson you know went downstairs and said hi to the cat you know like just do things that will break up studying to make it seem more manageable and then the other thing I was going to say is um, if you can, and I'm aware that some people's um, relationship with their school might necessarily be very good, but if you can work with your school and your teachers, you know, if you're having a problem, go tell them, talk to them about it. You know, even in terms of things like I sat my mock exams a week after everyone else in my year because I had to sit a different extracurricular exam for my CAO the week before. And I didn't want the pressure of having to finish my mocks and immediately sit this exam, which was very important to me. Um, so I went and I just asked and they said, yeah, you know, um, so like nothing bad can come from asking, from trying. Do you know what I mean, you know, keep in mind that like in the end of the day, 
the only person who's going to be affected by your leaving cert results is you, you know. Um, so doing things to try and please other people, picking subjects to try and please other people, you know, maybe your parents want you to do them or your friends are in the class or something isn't really conducive. You know, like I would say, and I'll stop in a minute. The other thing, and I know I said like, oh, you know, they say you, like, well, actually, no, this isn't about fifth year, so never mind that. This is about TY. Do, I know TY is a fun time and everything, and you don't want to think about the leaving search, but do look into the subject requirements for courses that you might be interested in. Like, there is a high chance you will have changed your mind in two years. Loads of people do. But you don't want to discover a year in, just before you go into sixth year, that physics was a requirement for your course and you don't have it, or that you needed a third language and you don't have one. You know, so like, if you have a general idea, of courses that you might be interested in look up the subjects that will be required for them or even check out like see what subjects aren't required for anything there's some subjects and they just aren't required for anything you know um so maybe consider picking provided as again that you don't hate the subject maybe consider picking a required subject on the chance that this might be a course you want to do you know but I would say no that like even it's something I'd say for the junior search like when people go into first year I feel like it's something they should be told because I've mentioned I had a friend who discovered in the mid like second year that um, third languages would be required for, you know, um, universities. And she was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Now, second year isn't too late, to to be honest, you know, considering how different the junior search and the leaving search are. But like in general, it's just a good idea to kind of know so that you don't get a shock. Um, You know, the other thing is like if your course is an extracurricular exam or if your course has you know, additional hours. So like for veterinary, you have to have a vet sign off that you've done a certain amount of work experience hours. You know, um, you might have to do a practical entrance exam or like a performance if you want to do like music or, you know, acting or something like that. Just to look into those things so you don't get a big surprise in sixth year when you discover you've missed a deadline or, you know, you are going to have to sit this test and you're not prepared for it. So yeah, I will stop now, but that is my practical advice. <laughs> I, think, I think that's really good that, like, you both kind of given a bit of, like, motivational and practical advice. And I suppose, like, again, I'm going into fifth year, so I haven't done, like, fifth and sixth year. But um, if it does help anyone, like, I, I don't know why, but studying, like, I, I guess the first thing I tried just seemed to work for me. And that's, like, kind of, you know, writing something out and then covering it and then writing again like maybe it's just because I like writing but that's the way it does go into my my brain like I can see the words or something um so that's what I find helpful and also I don't like listening to music with songs but I have a playlist of like songs I like without the lyrics which is Mm -hmm. like if you just look up the instrument mental version on Spotify you can do that um and or like there's some videos online of like people um studying you can like just have like two hours and it like has the break in it so some days that can be helpful like if you really don't feel you're not feeling it and you just want like Eva saying she studied with someone in the library it just can keep you going um like those are like smaller things but again I, I've never really been someone for like perfect notes that just hasn't been me and I just think it's really interesting that everyone has like different things I think that's which is again like that's kind of why hopefully this is a nice little back to school episode so that you can kind of maybe try some things and see what works for you um And then in terms of like just, I suppose like a message going back is that um, Maha was talking about how 
she loves setting goals and things like that. And like in general, I, I mean, I adore a to-do list. But in terms of goals, I'm not as fond of them because I just find they can let you down if you don't achieve them. And I don't think that that, like for me, they're not the best measure of success. Mm. But I love a to-do list. And I think the main thing for me is that I keep working. And like it was actually Eve a while ago who advised me on actually something you didn't do, which was to study a little bit like of some of the subjects, like the bits again that you want to go back over um, for the junior set like going into fifth year and I found that really helpful just literally just to because I didn't know put you back in it yeah just to remind me how to study more than even the subject because I've actually find the subjects fine mm-hmm. um which is like to get you back into it and for me it's more important to like be actively doing that and to have to-do lists and things like that more than having I don't have a goal for what result I want because I haven't mm-hmm. even started the courses yet so I don't know what's kind of realistic for me and the main thing for me is that I have my to-do list more than my goals so yeah that's a bit different opinion but like it might work for you so I just wanted to share it can I check this out like two seconds more yeah yeah, I just want to okay like the whole like (laughs) making sure like you know your course requirements like Gabby said it is really important like especially if you're doing something that's like uh like there's a lot of requirements like some subjects have a lot more requirements like say arts there's no requirements blah 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 but like genuinely, if you had asked me like to do my CEO in fourth year and then to do it now, it's like a different person. So mm. like, do not like tie yourself to something. Mm. And honest to God, if you're picking subjects, like honest to God, pick ones you genuinely have an interest in because you will not study them if you don't. You just won't do it. Like I know from maths, like I, I will not say maths and it would just ruin my whole day if I say maths because I just hated it. So, like, and also, you're not going to want to study something in college you don't really enjoy. So, like, if you're picking a subject, like, genuinely make sure you're interested in it. Like, that's my top advice. And also, another point thing is, like, making your space accessible. If you do have, like, the luxury of, like, uh, your desk in your room or, like, a kitchen table or wherever you ever you study. Like Amy said, like, sometimes people like music. I used to love this little combination of I Miss My Cafe on it's a website and you can like adjust the like different sounds of a cafe and then put on like an instrumental or like I love Kitty Murphy's BBC Six video playlist it's such a good playlist and it's that playlist and then I will open this app called oh my god what's it called Window Swap I think it's on anyway it's on browser and it was like people's windows like live streaming from all over the world I'm like that would be like my little combo and I would just like be in my little cozy space my salt salt lamps okay game changer salt lamps they're so happy they just make the room happy okay Anyways, I'm so annoying. But, like, you don't need anything, like, new or, like, I'm saying salt lamps, but, like, you don't need, like, a fancy space or fancy pens or, like, you know, best quality soundproof earphones to, like, have a good study space. Like, you can create your own little curated, like, study zone where it's, like, you can, like, look forward to. I used to love, like, at work or at six, I used to go home at six, so for, like, seven o'clock going upstairs at, like, um, the coffee. And, like, having a little cozy study space. And, like, maybe I was, like, starting the worst thing ever, but, like, I was, like, okay, but I'm going to be cozy. And like sometimes this is dead honest. This is me being like, like god honest. Like until my demons are like, this is what I was. Some days, like if I wasn't going to library, like mm, mm, yeah, especially homework, I would have no motivation. And the only way I could myself to do anything was if I allowed myself to watch Gilmore Girls while I studied. And those were like that. Well, that work that distracts you. That for me was the only thing that would focus me. Like not like S's and maths, but like taking notes, blah blah. blah. Anything else that was like passive study. I would watch Gilmore Girls or Dawson's Creek and it was just like 
I wouldn't even hear the show, but I would just be like so focused because I could hear people talking. I need like noise around me when I'm studying. It's very odd. It's like yeah. that I read, but like, every, like people have their own uh, like works yeah. and stuff that works for them. Um, and also, like you said about goals, don't create goals. Well, uh, personally, create action plans. Like, do yeah. this basically. You can set your goal, pick your goal, and then be like, okay, what steps should I take to get to this goal? And write them all out. And honestly, on her Instagram, she said that the syllabus, like, we had this like talk in sixth year, or like the story skills, like, came into us, talked to us. And honestly, I just think it was so bad. But one thing he said was about syllabus maps. And if you can't do some fifth year and syllabus, I'd be like, oh, it's a good idea. He was like, go to your syllabus and like write down like what comes up and like make a plan based on that. So, like, you know, having an action plan of like, you know, what there is to study and like how you study it and like when you dedicate time to it, how much time you dedicate to it is really important. And also, if you are making comfortable, scheduling your breaks before you do anything else and scheduling your dinner scheduling your sports scheduling your like little breaks before you schedule your study because <laughs> you'll forget otherwise <laughs> can, I, can I just say as well like based on what Eva's saying sorry I'm back in with this again but like lads do not underestimate the power of aestheticing your way to success genuinely came upstairs at like 7 p.m put on my little background like fire crackling sound in youtube threw on my sweater had my cup of tea i was like this is my dark academia dream um you know cleared my little space got to it you know but i definitely i agree with like things that eve and amy both said to-do lists i'm a big to-do list girl love them like i found personally i wasn't great for structuring necessarily my full month or something so, like some people love those like month study plans and stuff but me neither if I could just structure my day yeah. into learning something. I don't think I'd I do anything that... if I didn't have a to-do list for my day. Like, literally, oh, yeah, I don't think I'd even... Like, I'd put down shower and it's like... It's <laughs> I literally have... No, like, the dopamine rush. Though. I've, like, brushed my teeth down and I'm, like, highlighting it off. And I'm like, oh, man, I am so accomplished. Just take it off. Um, But, like, I would definitely say that. That, like, if that works for you, that works for you. I know it worked for me. You know, maybe, like, do, like, a year-long study plan wasn't my thing. But actually, like, structuring my days and knowing what I was going to do that day, I found that I actually accomplished things. And the other thing... You see, this is really ironic because I know I said at the start, I'm not going to tell you to be prepared. And then I just went off a big list of being prepared, you know. So, sorry, guys. Contradicting myself. But... um. What I would say is know your syllabus. No, like not, not necessarily know your syllabus, know how your exam works. Because that is one of the biggest parts of the current leaving cert. I'd say it's like 50% of your way to success is actually understanding how your exam works, how the questions work, how what things will repeat, where you need to know things, where you don't need to know things, you know, stuff like that. Um, that can be a really, really big part. I found just by doing out exam questions again, I kind of went, oh, okay, this kind of a pattern is repeating. Yeah. You know, but even Biology. knowing like chemistry, for instance, that normally you'd have to have answered like, let's say, from the experiment section and from the other section, you know, so it's not like you would just go off and skip all the organic experiments or something, you know, knowing way chapters tie into each other. But yeah, just understanding, you know, and again, like your teacher hopefully will go through this with you. I know mine did, but understanding the ways that your exam works and the best way to succeed with them um, is really important. And also just what Eve was saying, again, with study plans, you know, I know some of my teachers, they give us study plans, you know, but know what you know already, you know, don't feel like you have to work off of a study plan that you've been given, like in maths, for instance, if you're already really good at algebra and algebra is in the study plan and you don't think you need to study it, do something else, like use your time wisely you know um focus on what you need to focus on and I would even say especially on the like very short run up to the exams you know in that kind of three four week four month period beforehand 
if you're being given homework on a topic that you actually don't need to learn maybe have a chat with your teacher about it you know because like I would I've always stressed the importance of repeating things but sometimes you repeat it enough and you're like I just know that I don't need to learn this what I do need to learn is this you know I know I found it myself I had calculus down to a t I needed to learn probability you know and I was kind of there going look can I just do these questions instead you know and oftentimes especially when the exams are near they'll be okay with that you know so that's my last little chip in <laughs> we should do an Instagram post because we have too much advice so this yeah is the end. We're, we'll put yeah. the advice into an Instagram post but does anyone have any like um no we're done one, <laughs> okay, wait, one final message one final message and it's actually what I can turn into Irish as well so it's gonna go with you guys that. um my final message comes off of like what Maha was saying and what we were all saying here today and it's basically that the greatest step you can take is to try just to try wow. you know so even if it's, even, no, not, <laughs> not, like Maha was saying that you know every expert was a beginner once and that's my point even if it is a total flop you tried you give it a shot you know and what's it in Irish in Irish there's a shanuckle for this actually um and it's fine cost your shul roads not fine cost in a coney in English what that would mean is that like a walking foot would find something that a resting foot wouldn't and that's what? basically that if you a walking foot would find something that a resting foot wouldn't and that basically means that if you don't take that step out onto a journey and out into discovery you yeah. won't find that I have a good tackle I have a good tackle I have a good tackle too small on a head bra good start is half the work woo yep. <laughs> that one okay those are both very nice Shanukles. Carl's was saying he's never a beginner, that he's perfect. Shua, Carl, you're right. You're right, buddy. Right. Right. Um, uh, Gabby, on the Irish Gaelga note. Sala, okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> anyone else with a final message? Tom, Anna, what's hungry in Australia? It's Tom, Ocris, Orum. Ocris, Orum. Docks and Down, Orum. Gondo, it's Kinta. Anuar, Fadi, Carclor. It's Faderling on episode shot of Craig New. Ma. It's me and love. Okay. I'll say this in English. I know what you mean. Bonus final message. Okay, guys. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Also, you can read the entire transcript of every episode in the link to our Google Drive, which you can find on our Instagram. Once again, Online youth information chat is live from 4pm to 8pm, Monday to Friday at ymca-ireland.net slash question or find YMCA at YI Young Voices. Every second Thursday we will release a new episode, but for now, slán! <laughs>